Hey, everyone. I'm David Chalian, the CNN political director. This is the CNN political briefing. Here's what you need to know in politics for Thursday, June 22nd. President Joe Biden courts a controversial leader with a state visit that comes with some trade-offs. President Biden welcomed Indian Prime Minister Narendra Modi to the White House today. India is the world's largest democracy and serves as a linchpin in Biden's strategy in Asia. India recently surpassed China to become the most populous country on Earth. So Biden thinks no major challenge facing the world can be addressed without India's buy-in, or at least an attempt for India's buy-in. Officials say the growing tensions between the U.S. and China was also part of the rationale behind inviting Modi for Biden's third state visit as president. The pragmatic approach here from the view of those inside the White House is to try and keep India in the fold, keep India from siding with China in this great growing global superpower contest. Now, India may portray itself as a democratic champion, but Modi has recently been displaying some autocratic tendencies in the country, which has many in the West worried. He has cracked down on political dissent. He has targeted journalists and introduced policies that human rights groups say discriminate against Muslims. And even with that record, President Biden rolled out the red carpet literally for the prime minister today with all the usual fanfare that comes with a state visit. An elaborate event on the South Lawn of the White House. First of all, I would like to express my gratitude to President Biden for his warm welcome. Extensive Oval Office talks. Prime Minister, thank you for uh, being here. Welcome back to the White House. And a state dinner this evening. At a joint press conference in the East Room of the White House this afternoon, President Biden and Prime Minister Modi shared how important the relationship is between the U.S. and India. Now, just as you're listening to this, Prime Minister Modi spoke in Hindi at the presser, so you're going to hear the English translator of his remarks. We should note that the two leaders only agreed to hold a joint news conference the day before the visit, but it came with some strings attached. Modi doesn't hold news conferences in India, and Indian officials initially pushed for joint statements with no questions asked. But after lengthy negotiations between the two sides, Biden and Modi both answered questions from one U.S. reporter and one Indian reporter. That's different than normal protocol when you see Biden have a joint press conference with a world leader. It's usually two questions from each side, and both leaders call upon journalists to ask questions. That did not happen here. Modi said he had to cut things short to prepare for a speech before a joint meeting of Congress. The question from the American side, from Wall Street Journal reporter Sabrina Siddiqui, was a question posed to both Biden and Modi to address the criticism that the administration's decision to host Modi overlooked his questionable record on human rights. Biden pretty much sidestepped the question, telling reporters he had a good discussion about democratic values. And I believe uh, that we believe in the dignity of every citizen. And it is in America's DNA, and I believe in India's DNA, uh, that um, the whole world, uh, the whole world has a stake in our success, both of us, and maintaining our democracies. 
makes us appealing partners and enables us to uh, expand democratic institutions across around the world. Modi was asked what he was willing to do to improve the rights of Muslims and other minorities in his country and to uphold free speech. Here was his response. Indeed, India is a democracy. We have always proved that democracy can deliver. And when I say deliver, this is regardless of caste, creed, religion, gender. There's absolutely no space for discrimination. If there are no human values and there is no humanity, then it's not a democracy. Biden was also asked about the other event playing out on the world stage this week, which were his remarks about Chinese President Xi Jinping when he referred to him as a dictator at a fundraiser in California earlier in the week. Biden downplayed the impact of those words on the U.S.-China relationship. The idea of my choosing and avoiding saying what I think is the facts with regard to the relationship with India, with uh, China, is... uh, is just not uh, something I'm going to uh, change very much. I don't think it's had any real consequence. If you want to hear more about that kerfuffle, check out yesterday's edition of the CNN Political Briefing. We dedicated a whole episode to it. The Indian reporter called upon by President Biden at the press conference today asked the leaders about how they view the path forward to the urgent issue of climate change. Biden said climate change is the existential threat to humanity, touting the U.S.'s progress and initiatives to transition to clean energy. There's a lot of technology that we've developed, and uh, and we're well on our way, I think, to meeting the commitment we made to uh, that we made in Paris. And, I, and we're prepared to share all of that with India that has a desire to do the same. Meanwhile, Modi talked up his own country's commitment to addressing this global challenge. As far as India is concerned, the environment, climate, these are extremely important in our cultural traditions. Of all the G20 countries, uh, India is the only country that has fulfilled all the promises it made at the G20. As is the case with these state visits and bilateral relationships, there were agreed upon takeaways, if you will. Partnerships, agreements that get announced as one leader visits the other. Here in the U.S.-India relationship, the two leaders announced agreements on technology and defense cooperation. Our economic relationship is booming. Trade between our countries has almost doubled over the past decade to more than $191 billion, supporting tens of thousands of good jobs in both India and the United States. India has also committed to purchasing drones from a U.S.-based company, while New Delhi moves away from relying on Russia for arms. The U.S. and India will jointly produce F-414 jet engines in India, and a U.S.-based semiconductor producer will break ground for a new facility in India. Biden also touted collaboration on medicine, AI, spaceflight, and clean energy. And with this visit, Indian firms are announcing more than $2 billion dollars more than $2 billion in new investments in manufacturing, solar in in Colorado, steel in Ohio, and optic fiber in South Carolina, and much more. Further proof that America's manufacturing is back. 
One other issue vexing the world today came up, which is, of course, the issue of Ukraine. The war in Ukraine is one of President Biden's top foreign policy initiatives, and India has not taken a definitive side in the conflict. India keeps purchasing oil from Russia, and that has helped prop up Moscow in the face of aggressive Western sanctions. Modi said India was ready to contribute to restore peace in Ukraine. The COVID pandemic and the Ukraine conflict have afflicted the countries of the global south in particular. We believe that in order to resolve these problems, it is absolutely imperative for all countries to unite. From the very beginning of the events in Ukraine, India has laid emphasis on resolution of dispute through dialogue and diplomacy. This was the first state visit from a leader with autocratic tendencies, perhaps is the way to describe it, since 2015, when then-President Barack Obama invited President Xi to Washington. Former President Obama sat down with CNN's Christian Amanpour for an exclusive interview in Greece today, and he said meeting world leaders with less than stellar democratic records can be a major challenge when you're president. Look, it's, it's complicated. The president of the United States has a lot of equities. And when I was president, uh, you know, I would deal with figures, in some cases who were allies, who, you know, if you, if you pressed me in private, you know, do they run their governments and, and their political uh, parties in, in ways that I would say are ideally democratic? I'd, I'd have to say no. But you had to do business with them. You know, I dealt with China to get the Paris Accords done. Uh, I dealt with Modi to get the Paris Accords done. Amanpour's interview with Obama is wide-ranging. They cover a slew of topics. It will air in full tonight at 10 p.m. Eastern on CNN. That's it for today's political briefing. Thanks so much for listening. And if you like the show, please consider rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts. We'll talk to you tomorrow.